Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. little quick announcement, you guys. We did this entire episode and I looked down and my microphone wasn't plugged in. And the Zoom had been picking up the audio from the other microphone, which was sitting nearby. So I apologize for the sound quality of this episode. It has been a rough few days. Please bear with us. Enjoy the show. You know how you're not supposed to throw away your old batteries? So I don't. I keep them in like a container on my assistant's desk. But then I found a cup of batteries and I was like, is this an old container or did I one day put new batteries in a cup? And so I grabbed one of them with a new battery from a package and I got enough juice, which either says that first battery was really strong or that other one wasn't totally dead. Is there something to the fact that maybe when they tell us we need two batteries, they're lying and it's to sell us more batteries? I mean, there's definitely a scam going on from big battery, but also my question is why would I put batteries in a cup? And the answer is you have to memento your entire life and write everything down. Um, so I don't, I mean, I sound a little weird just cause I just woke up and we had to do this podcast this morning. Cause we, it's a big week we coming up. We had to. We had to. <laughs> One time later. Um, there's a heaviness, obviously that's an understatement to even say that, but the good news is I've been trying to think about like, what's the good news I can tell people. The good news is if you are consistently, uh, hour to hour floored by how horrific the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade is. Uh, if you are having trouble wrapping your mind around this, that's good news because only a fucking evil psychopath would be okay with this. So if you are ex- mentally exhausted, scared, and sad, that's good because that means you're normal. Those should be your reactions versus like total acceptance. Like, great, I'll just take a deep breath. So I'm with you. Every couple of minutes, I'm just like, what the fuck? How? And then I guess the writing was always on the wall. But oh well. Yeah, but it still is. I mean, is this the first time in history that we're going back? I can't think of another time in which that has happened. In our country, at least. I mean, it's obviously happened in other countries. I mean, you know, I can't help but think about somebody wrote in a while ago and they were talking about this. And then they, at the time, jumped to a conclusion uh, 
that I thought was a little out of the box. They were like, and then they're going to repeal gay marriage. And what about, they brought up gay marriage. And I was like, all right, take it easy. You know, that's not going to happen. Don't fear monger. But that person was right. I don't even know if we mm-hmm. left it in the podcast. Uh, Cause when they said that, I was like, oh, maybe I should think about this. It is terrifying. People, our Supreme court is almost pure evil. The exception of about three judges, Clarence Thomas is evil incarnate because these people are just seeking to disrupt the moral fabric of what America is now. And that is, you know, that's everyone. It's not just uh, old white men. I also, people keep being like, stop letting old white men decide. I'm like, Clarence Thomas is black. (laughs) Well, but the crazy thing about Clarence Thomas is that he's like working against his own interest because it's like if you bring up all of those other Supreme Court cases, what falls in with that is Loving versus Virginia, I believe, is and right. which is interracial marriage. And sure. He's married to a white woman. So it's like— Who is, by the way, people, an evil bitch oh, who for sure— evil, bought, yeah, no, but, So people don't know. So people know this. <laughs> Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, his wife, uh, she definitely— Ginny. Ginny. Yeah, that's Ginny. Uh <laughs> Clarence Thomas's wife accepted money to lobby against Obamacare. Fine. You can have your feelings about that. So legal, whatever. She also was, uh, I think we'll see here soon, like uh, partially instrumental in the insurrection on January 6th. And this is Supreme Court Justice's wife. So hopefully all yeah. of this will come out. Um, yeah. It, it, the fact that people are willing to work against like their own interests just to, just to take something away from everyone is so exactly. crazy. Because... Okay, we don't have to go into this. Here's the thing, because I did this uh, uh, show last night in LA that was like money going to the Texas Equal Access Fund. And I was doing an interview with the LA Times and I was saying, you know, you don't want to preach to your choir. Like, Mm. and I hear some people like, do it, preach. It it gets reductive because we all, for the most part, have the same facts. We all have the same point of view on this. And there are interesting takes. There are new facts all the time, but... I don't want to stand here. I don't want to sit here and be reductive. I don't want to sit here and be like, I mean, it's my right to choose. Like, we all know this. So yeah. at this point, it's not about repeating that information. It's about getting new information. Not that the people, the powers that be care about that. Um, mm-hmm. It is just, I will say it's terrifying because there's there's no accounting for logic. You know, and as a woman, you're like, okay, let's protest. You know, we're 83% of this economy. Let's disrupt the economy. Let's stop buying stuff. Let's stop having sex. It's like, what about sexual assault? What about rape? Which is a big part of this. I also just want to say this. Sorry, I know I said People are acting like, conservatives are acting like women get abortions with the frequency with which we get our nails done. An abortion is a once, maybe twice in a lifetime decision. And so limiting that, taking that away when it will have no effect on you personally and it will wreck this woman's life, in some cases kill her, and it's going to wreck your state's economy. Right, well, and once, maybe twice, when it's a choice in terms of there's nothing wrong, there's then all the cases of people needing to get DNCs, et cetera, that are then considered, oh my God. you know, in the Ectopic same category. Ectopic pregnancies, so, but, yeah. Yeah, but your listener, I mean, the listeners to this podcast, like you said, it is preaching the choir. They, the only thing they really argue with us about is masks, I feel like, and vaccines. Like, you, But otherwise, I think in terms of pro-choice, they're pretty much on the same page. Well, and they're just hearing awful thing after awful thing. Um, so this is still kind of an escape, but I feel like it couldn't be unmentioned. 
it's funny pro mask. I mean, you want to take, you don't want to wear a mask. So if you're infected, you're, you're okay with infecting me. And yet you want to decide what a woman who you don't know in a state you've never been to, I guess in your case, your own state can do with her body. And it's just so weird and creepy. And I think, um, what they keep doing is using religious rhetoric because they know that people are sheep and they deeply believe, uh, in Christianity. Um, and that they will use that as these like religious warriors. But these leaders, these politicians, they don't actually care. They don't subscribe to these religious beliefs, but they know that you'll take the bait. They know that you'll mm. eat that opiate. So a bunch of Jewish people, I think in Florida are suing over the right to abort. I was just like, that's my people. <laughs> I think everybody so should just convert people. to Judaism and then it's a violation of your first amendment rights. So don't we have to take a test though? If I want to convert, don't I have to take like some sort of exam? Because you got to go, you got to do like several tries because they don't want, Judaism isn't like, oh, you're just somebody, like just come on down. We want to make sure you want to be there, which is fair. Right. I appreciate that it's, there's not that like conversion thing of like, hey, you're wrong. It's like, if you want to do it, we're going to make sure you want to do it. I respect that. Yeah. We all saw that episode of Sex and the City where they refused Charlotte twice, three times. They were kind of rude to her, but you you, (laughs) you can come on down. Come on down. Um, That being said, I... I really feel the the older I get, the more I think religion is a joke. Okay. So folks, you've got questions. We've got answers. Tianfu is here. She's chewing on a dirty crab. I'm going to bring her to (laughs) Las Vegas this weekend. The last place you want to bring a small dog, but I didn't bring her last the other weekends and I miss her. And since I don't bring my baby, I need something to squeeze in the night. She better not do anything bad at that hotel. Look, she was accused of taking a giant dump in the hotel. And I don't think it was her. I just don't. Who do you think it was? I actually think it was another dog that had been there. Us? us. Okay. Because I found a giant bone, like a giant bone that like some big Australian shepherd had like left behind. I was like, this isn't my dog. So that dog took a secret turd and they're blaming (laughs) my precious Tianfu, who's just baby. She's just baby with a scarred mouth. She can redeem herself this weekend. Okay. Your chance, Tianfu. Big money, big money. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy.
And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around, and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, Eliza and crew. Please keep this anonymous. Okay. I have a question about an Instagram DM my boyfriend recently received. I'm a 24-year-old female, and my 26-year-old boyfriend of five years and I recently moved to a large city. He's an airline pilot and got based here for work. He recently had a trip where he went to dinner with the captain and his girlfriend. The girlfriend had a few days off work and was accompanying her boyfriend on his work trip. At some point in the night, the captain and girlfriend mentioned that if we were ever in their city, we would have a place to stay, and my boyfriend responded, out of formality, that it was the same for them in our city. Mind you, this three-day work trip was the first time they had all met. My boyfriend said he enjoyed hanging out with them. They all got along well. Fast forward a month or so, and this evening, my boyfriend and I were sitting on the couch, and he was like, guess who just DM'd me? In this message, she basically asked, the girlfriend asked if she and her boyfriend could stay with us in October for a large event they want to attend in our city. Oh. I found this message weird on so many levels, and I want to hear your thoughts. First of all, why did she reach out and not her boyfriend, who my boyfriend had worked yeah. with? Second, isn't it implied that the offer to stay with us was out of courtesy? Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could be in the wrong here. Maybe it's on my boyfriend for even putting the offer out there. Last thing to mention, my boyfriend does not get his work schedule until a month out, so there's a chance that he'll be working the days they want to stay with us, making it even weirder that I would be expected to host two people I never met. 
My boyfriend and I talked about it and agreed we didn't want them to stay with us, but he's worried if he says no and he has to work with the captain again, it'll be weird. He's only been working for the company for about a year and doesn't want to burn any bridges. So weird. What would you do in this situation? If it's just for a night or two, do we suck it up and let them stay because we said they could tell the truth or lie and say we happen to have other people staying with us that weekend? I'm annoyed that they would even put us in this situation. They are our age and both have full-time good-paying jobs, so I'm confused why they can't pay for a hotel. Well, I don't think they're aware of this. We are in an 800 square foot, one bed, one bath. We have a pullout couch, oh, but God. tight fit. No, My boyfriend you know and I saw you in Joliet and had an amazing time. Um, so, you know, God, some people are he so- offered. That's so weird. That's so weird that it wasn't the captain texting him. It's also strange to me when adults with full jobs, like well-paying jobs, ask favors like that. Like, yes, you're totally right. Get a hotel. That being said, things are expensive. Um, You could just, it's, oh my God. Part of me is like, (laughs) I know it's like, we shouldn't lie. Part of me is like, yeah, lie. Be like, we're actually fumigating that weekend. Or, hey, my girlfriend might be out of town. So I think it might be a bit much. You're absolutely right. Like, you know, it's, I know she's got a lot going on. Let me check with her and then just never get back. It's okay to lie in this case because that is a weird ask. But would also be like, I uh, have to be honest. Um, yeah, you guys are welcome to it. It's a fold-out couch and we all share a bathroom. Looking <laughs> forward to having you. I oh, mean, the, here's the problem. I get that when someone says like, oh, you can stay with us anytime your boyfriend wanted to be polite and return that. But he did offer. That's 100% on him. They're taking him up on something he offered. And they sound like the kind of people where if you were like, hey, we want to stay with you, they'd be like, oh, okay. And that's just the kind of people they are. And that's not who I am. But you know he what? offered. So Say yes. I think- <laughs> suck it up. They're probably not going to take you up on it, especially when you tell them you live in a cat box. Say one bathroom, Fold out couch. Yes, say those things. And they pro- and the boyfriend's gonna. Although don't don't say your boyfriend might be out of town because that implies more space. Be like, my boyfriend and I are here all the time. We're always in this space. Always go. in the bathroom. Always in the bathroom. I have we IBS. Yeah, we don't, don't feel well. Come over. We only eat kashi. <laughs> go lean crunch. Come on over. Yeah, you know what? You might just have to suck it up. He was just being nice. Yep, they probably won't take you up, but I, 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 they won't take you up on it. I don't think, but they might if they're they're true psychos. I mean, it sucks because it's like there are just certain people that are have like are totally fine and totally open and are like, yeah, whatever. And I'm, uh, you know oh, what? But you make the best of it, and they'll come, and then they'll be like, oh no, we got to get a hotel room because this is so awful. So it's not the worst thing ever, and you just do it. And they might be really cool, but they're not going to want to stay there. And if you do it this once, you never have to do it again. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You're stuck. Or or just lie. Okay. Kick it. Hi, AIA crew. I've been a big fan and listener since the beginning. I'm a typical listener with a master's degree in counseling. But today, I don't know how to answer my own question. I have a 13-year-old son who used marijuana for the first time at a friend's house and was caught. I have enacted the typical consequences. No phone. No hanging out with friends. But I was wondering what your take on what you think the right consequences for the situation are. He seems to oscillate between being ashamed and sorry for his behavior and it's no big deal. It's just marijuana. So what do you think? P.S. He didn't like the way he felt after using it and never wants to use again. Lies. He loved it. And he's like, yeah, I'll totally never. Um, look, parent to a teenager. So it's really hard for me to give this advice because 
It's like, I guess you can only punish him, explain to him that he's your most precious thing in the world and that his brain isn't fully formed and he's probably going to smoke weed later in life, but don't do it now. Kids just do what they're going to do. They're going to do what their friends want. And it's that tough thing because you're like, if you, if you punish him too hard, he might completely snap and go the other way. So it sounds like an appropriate punishment. I mean, I would just stress like, look, it's uh, illegal. I'm assuming it's illegal wherever you are. It's definitely illegal underage. Like when you're an adult and you don't live with me, you could do whatever you want. Right now you could get in big trouble and it could affect your future. Like more that angle rather than really demonizing the marijuana itself. Just being like, look, be yeah. smart. There you go. <laughs> so, oh, by, wait, hot update. The batteries were bad. Oh no. <laughs> I have to find a new battery. Um, can you have a local police officer come by the house and be like, we got the alert that you were smoking electric lettuce? I wouldn't even do that because it's like then the police, what are the police <laughs> to arrest him? I don't trust them. Yeah, you can only do what you're going to do. Uh, or just, you know, like, I love you. I trust you. I'm just looking out for your future. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it it's tough because they're so, they're dissidents. You know, you don't want to, go with your parents, but he did admit that he didn't like the way he felt unless he's lying. So maybe you don't push it. Cause I think if you push it, then he's going to be like, it's not a big deal. Like yeah. it isn't a big deal. You're right. If you're an adult but right now, you're not. Especially because you're saying he seemed kind of like embarrassed and ashamed. And maybe that's why he's pushing back. He's like, actually it isn't a big deal. Cause he's embarrassed that he got caught, that he's 13. That like, you know, so he's just going, what? So what? Like, I think. Is there a version where you're you approaching say, it nicely. Where you say, you know what? I'm going to give you your phone back because I trust you. And I think you're a good kid. And I know you won't betray that trust. Yeah. And you just can't hang out with those kids for like a couple of weeks. Maybe. Those or, little... or it's, or he brought the weed. <laughs> Or he bought Is me. Is it your weed? The Maui Wowie. Question asker. Hey, Eliza and gang. I'm a super fan. I love everything you do. Your last book was so great, and I can't wait for the next this fall. Thank you. It's out in October. <laughs> so here's my story. I'm a 53-year-old lady with adult children and dating a 53-year-old man for the last seven months, but we've been friends for eight years. His last relationship was one year, and it ended because his girlfriend broke up with him. Okay. We started dating a few weeks after they broke up. Over the last seven months, we've had a few conversations about him still being hurt by how his ex dumped him. I'm a successful, emotionally mature lady and don't feel threatened by these conversations. I've given him advice like writing her a letter but never sending it or cutting the cord through meditation, etc., Fast forward to last week. He and I are in a great place, and I'm selling my house to move in with him. But last week, the daughter of the ex reached out asking him to go to her high school graduation in two weeks. He asked me how I felt about this. And I said it was up to him. He told her he'd go only if her mother said it was okay because he didn't want it to be awkward. Yeah. The ex called him and said it was okay with her. Then today, the daughter of his ex called and asked if her and her boyfriend could stay at his house for the night because they were in the city shopping. She lives an hour away. (laughs) He said yes. I feel I'm pretty understanding and open-minded, but I feel the ex's daughter is up to something. My friends think the ex is in on it too because she's completely okay with everything. I told him that once the graduation was over, we're going to consider this chapter closed, that he has the closure he needs and he needs to stop indulging them. He says he understands how I feel, but his energy tells me something is unsettled within him. Am I crazy? They dated for one year, not even a full year. Am I crazy to think this is inappropriate? I'm curious for your thoughts. Love to all K. I, yeah. Yeah. Her <laughs> high school graduation? Yeah. 
you know, I feel bad for the daughter because, you know, maybe she's looking for like a father figure and he was really cool to her and he seems like a nice guy. So you don't want to spite the daughter, but being a year, it's not like they grew up together. Staying with him also is like a little inappropriate. I wonder if that's why she invited, I wonder if he just has like a cool, easy to access place and she was like, oh, I want to be able to go stay somewhere and like be out and about. I know a guy who lives in that city. Like let's, Uh, we can go drink and we can go hang out. I'll be with my boyfriend. Also, what are you doing? Shopping an hour away at 18. That's so close. (laughs) I, I would, I would say she can't stay with you. I would just cut it off there. Has he already gone to the, why can't, what, you know what? I was gonna say, why don't you go with him to the graduation? That's very weird. That's very weird. I wait until he gives you a real reason. I think you let these things go. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the girl should stay with him. I think it's a little inappropriate. If you're there, I guess it's a little different. The whole thing's weird. The whole thing's weird because she's so young. Like, what are you doing? Why, you know, like drive the hour home. No one shops so into weird. the night. Yeah. But that's why I think that it just they're using him as a convenient place to stay, which is why I would just kind of let these two things happen. And I would yes. guess you never hear from her again. Yes. And if you and, do, then you need to be like, look, it's her or me. Yeah. What is going on? That little girl, though, it's like you don't want to hurt her, but also like what more do you want from this man? Like he gave you the thing you wanted. He came to your graduation. You're not wrong to have your spidey senses up. I'm just not sure what it is. So maybe let these two things go, like you said. And then... Oh, it does. Yeah. He is still like his ego is shattered, though. That's what this is. Yeah, I think you keep an eye on it because you see how he reacts to this based on the fact that he still is like hung up on it and talking to you. And it's great that you're emotionally mature and like down to talk but it's and not advise hot. him on this. You're not but, his mom yeah. and you're not his doctor. Also, be like, great, we're going to a high school graduation. Go Lions. See you there. Watch his body language. That's weird. You don't want to do that. Make a plan to meet him right after graduation at, at one great. I'll see you at three for coffee. Right. I wonder if then it's going to be like, oh, come out to dinner with us. Yes, it will be. It's, it's been so long. Like, why would she be trying to parent trap her mom with someone that he went out with, she went out with for a year? Like it just, it's, it all seems unnecessary. I really think this girl just wanted a place to stay with her boyfriend. I think so too. I think she saw him as an easy target. I would, uh, you know, maybe hold off on selling that house until these things. I just, just give it a beat but you're not wrong. You're not right, but you're not wrong. How's that? Yeah. (laughs) Hello, a question for the podcast. Okay. I had naturally dark brown hair, but went prematurely gray. I've been coloring my hair since my 20s. I'm now 44. And last year I had chemotherapy for treatment of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. As my hair grew back, I wasn't ready to be gray slash white. So I started coloring blonde for ease of maintenance. My hair also grew back. Blonde's so hard to maintain. Okay. I guess turning white to blonde is oh. maybe easier okay. or gray to blonde. Okay. My hair also grew back curly, which it was straight before chemo. Since Weird. returning to work and running into people, I'm frequently asked if that's my natural color. I'm tired of attention on my new hair as it's been a lot to go through this past year. I need a, a good comeback to people ask if it's my natural color. No one did this before. It's so annoying. R, love the podcast. I'm sorry. Is your colorist that gifted that <laughs> they can, that they're like, oh, do you have natural highlights? It does it look no one's it never looks also are they looking at your eyebrows? Like chances are your eyebrows are dark. Right. Why is everybody asking if it's your natural color? That's so weird. You know what? People always ask, like, give me a good comeback. I'm not at the level of fed up as you are, so it's hard for me to like empathize, but can't you just be like, yep, move on? 
be like, actually, no, chemo is my natural color. This is what I got now. The truth is nobody <sighs> really cares what your answer is. There's no, like, whatever you tell them, like, are they going to file that away under, like, things we know about Susan's hair? They're asking the question for the sport of asking it. So you don't need to give any thought to the answer. Is that your natural hair color? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or okay. no. Or no, no, this is no one's natural hair color. Yeah, I mean, it's more like, what are you hoping to get out of them? Even if you give a funny answer, like, you don't want to talk about it. Yep, no, move on. And they keep going. You just be like, well, I had cancer. Leave me alone. Just say, I, I think people are so boring and they don't know what else to talk about. And they're like, she's a blonde. Let's talk about that. Like, people just want to say something. Yeah, I feel that way about people trying to pronounce my last name. Eliza, is it Selsic? I'm like, I don't care how you fucking say it. Let's just move on. It's tough because they don't know that you're like at capacity. So I would just be like, nope. Natural color is purple. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm so sad about Roe v. Wade. Okay. Dang it. Okay. Hi, Eliza. First off, your work ethic and drive is fucking inspiring. And I could go on and on about your limitless talent. Anyway, I'm a massive oh, fan. Thank you. My question is, have you ever in childhood or adulthood had a strange recurring dream. And what do you think they mean? I had a reoccurring dream growing up almost every night. My mom would take me and my sister to the gas station with $5 to pick out candy. Our grandpa would do that when he picked us up for school. She said if I didn't make a decision by the time she walked out the door, she would leave me. I finally picked out my candy and she was walking out the door. My feet were glued to the ground and I had my ability oh, and my no. ability to speak was gone. This is from at Shan Mag. Doesn't want to be anonymous. So yeah, no, no kind of fucked up dream Sham Mag's having. Uh, yes, my reoccurring dream um, is, well, the theme is reoccurring where I can't get to class. Ugh. Like we had a block schedule that floated. Like, so every day you took classes at a different time in real life. That's how my high school worked. So you had to memorize this whole schedule. And in my dream, I can't remember what blocks go with what class. And um, I have dreams that I've gone the whole semester and I forgot to take a class. I'm like, well, how am I going to do this exam? And then I have this reoccurring dream that like, I don't know where the class is. And I'm like trudging through my middle school, weirdly trying to find it. And then I have the dream where my legs are so heavy. I like can't get across the campus. And like, I really enjoyed high school. So I don't know why these are yeah. all those. <laughs> yeah. I used to have a lot of recurring dreams that now I can't think of any of them, but one recurring theme in a lot of my dreams was that I would try to give someone the finger and I wouldn't be able to lift my hand or I'd put up the wrong finger and it would be embarrassing. And I don't think oh. in my life, I've maybe done that. I've maybe given the finger less than five times ever yeah. in my entire life. But in my dreams, I'm like always trying to flip the bird and my fingers won't go up or I'm like a claw. I don't, it has happened so many times. <laughs> I'm just imagining you with like your little baby hand being like, meh. <laughs> my bird is my, meh, my moped goes here, meh. I also have the dream where you're about to go on stage for a play, but you don't know your life. Oh, yeah. So I think these all have to do with stress and anxiety. You probably love your mom very much. Uh, I'm, I don't know what the... I also don't know... Yeah, I don't believe the dreams mean anything new. I think it's always your brain sort of cleaning itself out at night and getting rid of your stresses and anxieties due to various work things or life or whatever. So... But yeah. But it's in a it's always so crazy when you have a dream and you wake up and you know exactly what it's about. Like you know 
that's because I'm stressed about this yes. thing in my life. Like you can tie it so clearly to a specific thing going on with you. I'll tell you, um, when I've been really upset, really scared, really stressed, um, I've had dreams about Blanche. Like she comes to me in the dream and I think it's like a self, like a soothing thing. I think my brain does mm-hmm. that or the universe to be like, hey, you're okay, here's Blanche. And I haven't had that in a very long time. The worst is when you have a dream about, oh, I could cry, about something that you miss or oh. want and you wake up and you were just there. Like, oh my God, they were just here. Yeah. Uh, no. Or I have dreams we're like about like a hot dude, but we never kiss, we're about to, and then we wake up. <laughs> Oh no! And then you try to go back to sleep, and it's like no. Why can't I never remember his name? Who plays Captain America? Chris. Chris Evans. Yeah. Oh no, Chris Evans. <laughs> there you go. I also do have a lot of dreams where I'm where I find like loose kittens or something, and they need my help, and I can't get them help fast enough, and oh, that's man. not surprising. Can I tell you something? I saw a TikTok, which is becoming a problem. I can't. I have to take it off <laughs> yeah. my phone. I saw, it's like, I get all my news from there. I saw a TikTok the other day of a woman, looked like she lived in Australia and a lorikeet would visit her window and she would open the window and it would crawl on her arm and sit on her shoulder and it like kept visiting her. And I stopped watching and I was really sad that a lorikeet, like I don't have a bird that visits me. <laughs> you always want that connection with nature, that like raw, like connection where you're like, oh, I'm safe. And then instead you yeah. get a crow just screaming in your backyard. <laughs> I mean, when I was living at my parents' house outside my, from my window, I could see a bunny came by multiple times. A turtle walked by, uh, some chipmunks, this sat, this like little lizard would come visit Gracie on the windowsill every day. I had a spider that was giving birth. Now I'm just Ew. here and I don't got anything. I don't have any closer. animals visiting me. Look closer. Look under your floorboards and look in your air conditioning ducts. You at least got a raccoon. Big moth keeps coming There you go. Here. That can be your new but friend. I don't right. want that. Okay, let's just move on. I, I had a fun story and then you made it lame. <laughs> what? Tell your fun... That was the it. story about the, you already told? About the lorikeet. <laughs> and you're like, I had a moth give birth. <laughs> no, the spider gave birth. Oh my God. Spiders don't give birth. They just open up the gates of hell. Did you know snails and e- eggs come out of their necks? Yeah, Emily, everyone knows that. <laughs> I saw a video of it this morning. Okay. Okay. Is it a neck or is it a pouch? They're folded up so that all their holes are on one side. You do it right, folks. Okay. Lorikey. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk 
talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge, and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Eliza, longtime listener here. I'm a female 30. My husband and I have really been put through the ringer the past few years. Some of the worst bits have been that we've had our parked car totaled twice. Oh, Jesus. My dad got diagnosed with cancer and my husband's mom died suddenly. Oh my God, I'm my so question, sorry about your car. <laughs> my question might be above your pay grade a bit, but I'd love some advice on how to look on the bright side with this stuff because honestly, we just keep feeling like we're getting kicked when we're down and it's pretty hard to not feel like things are forever a shit show now. No, that's kind of a rough thing to ask, but your outlook and sense of humor really speaks to me, and I'd love to hear some sort of insight. Thanks in advance. This podcast brightens my day whenever I listen. I'll give you the Jewish take on this, and the answer is, it could always be worse. Always be worse. Uh, What? Are you parking your car in the same spot? Yeah, what's up with that? Or is this in two different spots? What's happening with, where is your car being parked? In the middle of the highway? Quotient on how much bad luck we get in our lives. Um, you know, I saw this thing the other day about this woman that was like, I hate bright sighting. And I was like, what is that? And she was like, it's how women are always told to look on the bright side and like be positive. And there is something to telling people that too much because it's like you're allowed to be upset. Um, I guess my, uh, I have a relative whose girlfriend broke up with him and he was super sad about it. And I went up to him and I was like, Hey, just, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn. And he was kind of shitty to me. And he was like, Oh, I don't need your platitude. And I was just like, but the bad news is when it's dawn, it's about to be dark again. So I think it's, well, I was like, don't be a piece of shit to me. I'm trying to help you. We're only given so much bad stuff at once. I'm not the kind of person that's like the Lord giveth and taketh for a reason. But, you know, there are lessons to be learned in everything and pain does help you grow. And maybe you've earned like a little vacation. Maybe it's, maybe those lessons are there to teach you to like make the best with relatives that you do still have, you know? Um, God, I hate all this advice I'm giving you. 
I have, it's hard for me to give that advice because I haven't lost anyone in the way that you have. Um, so it's unfair for me to be like, just keep plugging along. There are things to be excited about in this life. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to have these feelings and it's okay to take an E and take the L and just be upset for a little bit and let it run through you. I think people rush to process things. It's okay to fully feel it and to seek therapy and to just let it go through because you want to process it properly. Think of yourself as a giant liver. You want to process all those toxins out. But, you know, maybe it's a night out you guys deserve. Maybe you can just be a little bit kinder to yourselves. Whenever I have a bad day, I'm always like, that's okay because now I get cheese. I get cheese and a margarita. What's your cheese and a margarita? (laughs) <laughs> Ew, are you mixing those things? No, but just you get something fun or we go to a fun dinner. You know, it used to be, let's go out and get wasted. Now we have the baby and I don't want to go anywhere. But sometimes oh. I have a bad day. I'll just open up a clean, crisp giant and I'll watch Shark Tank. That's saved from three years ago. Are you running an insurance scam with your two total cards? Yeah, well, that's weird. Are you making poor choices? At least you choices? guys have each other. Well, no, I that. just think... My immediate thought if someone was like, oh, my car was totaled while it was parked, would be like, well, at least it pros, nothing like that's going to happen again. And then it happens again. Like, I mean, have you considered <laughs> taking up stand up comedy? Because you have so much bad luck, all these bad things. You make a great act. I mean, when lightning strikes twice, it's hilarious. Like, Tianfu stepped on a bee twice in one day. Different that bees. was so sad. You know, so I always say, like, when something happens one time, it sucks. A second time, it's a conspiracy, but a third time, it's funny. Right. So just get that car totaled one more time. Get that third relative <laughs> or something like that, but you'll be There's okay. There's that guy who was struck by lightning multiple times in his life, and then his grave was struck by lightning. It's like, oh my God. That's someone trying to tell you something. Also, or that. <laughs> how come nobody is struck by lightning and then they're much smarter, like they said in the movies? No, they never weird science. They're just always like kind of fried. Yes, they're always just like my, my retinas. <laughs> or they have those crazy branching scars. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool for my dating app. <laughs> my profile. <laughs> Hi, Eliza and Emily. How do I tell my mom I'm not looking for a relationship? Context. I'm 21. Is your female. mom trying to date you? <laughs> <laughs> 21 female Jewish I don't know if it's important but it's context and I'd say I'm pretty cute <laughs> throughout middle and high school I had a few crushes but never acted on them because the guys at my school were not great people once you got to know them anyway like I said I'm 21 now and still haven't actually dated anyone like ever and I think my mom is getting worried she keeps suggesting I go to these dinners which seems so boring so that oh, I can no. meet people what dinner I don't know <laughs> like right. it's in our kitchen <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking for in a relationship because most guys my age that I've met are looking for hookups and the others are looking to get married at a young age like their parents. I'm just looking for my first real date. Any suggestions on how to respectfully tell her that it's none of her business? Thanks. Love the pod. Girl Logic and your specials. You know, it is her business because she's your mother um, and you're like a little adult now. And she's like, what do you mean it's not my business? I don't know that she's worried for you as much as she wants to make sure that, you know, you're okay. You're not not dating because something happened. So maybe you reassure her I'm okay and I'm taking it at my own pace. I think what your mom is really asking is if you're gay. So let her know if it's the truth. 
Either way, it's okay. What if he's did it? It sounds like you're in a community that's very insular in the fact that everybody's like trying to get married young, like their parents, that there are some sort of weird, boring dinner where you can meet someone. Like that's just not your vibe. If you're in college, you know, uh, is she in college? Someone there. I don't know. She's 21, so I don't know the deal, but I think you need to try to meet someone outside of this specific community. I also wonder, you know, I'm not criticizing you. Most girls at 21 do want to find someone because also, as we've heard from the pod, they're like, I haven't met someone yet. I guess I'll just die alone. Should I give up on love? I'm 21. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going out and you're meeting guys and it's okay if you're not into that. But if you are healthy and normal and, and you're okay, I wonder if there is something in you where you're like, I, I didn't connect with the guys in high school. Now you're saying that they aren't good guys. I am just going to go out on a limb and guess, did you feel you couldn't get those guys? Cause I always defaulted to like being the funny girl. Cause I was like, these guys are so hot and I'm not hot enough, you know? And whether that's true or not, you know, I kind of just, especially being from Texas, like there's cute guys and there's always cuter girls and can't say a sense of humor is really valued in a 17 year old. Um, so I'm wondering if part of you feels a little gun shy from high school and you're carrying that with you. And this is the age where you start to kind of branch out and find yourself. Do you want to do dating apps? You know, I'm not saying you should, but I might, you might want to ask your mom why she thinks that this might require some introspection. If all of that is wrong and you just want her off your case. I think you look at why she, why you want her off your case. Are you not doing any dating? And is it just, it's not typical for a 21 year old girl to have like no interest in boys or girls. It sounds like you want to date, but you're just kind of, you don't want to date the people your mom wants you to date. And that could be that, like you said, you're Jewish and you're probably reformed, but you know, is this like a Orthodox situation or are you on the dating app? So you're trying, is it enough to say to your mom, like, I'm trying, you know, mm-hmm. are you going on first dates? They're not working out. I think we need a little bit more, but I'm wondering if there's something deeper here, mm-hmm. but also Thanks. just tell your mom, your mom will explain to you that she loves you and she just wants to see you happy. And you'd be like, I am happy, but it really hurts when you constantly check up on me because it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. And she'll be like, that's mm-hmm. not what I mean. You'd be like, okay, I just need a beat. Right. Are you living with your mom? And that's part of it. Is the bedroom in the living room? Like, is the bed in the living room and she wants to see it occupied? Let us know. No one ever lets us know. Okay, multiple people sent in this post from Reddit asking for your take. So I'm going to read you this post because it's so ghastly, right? It's an AITA, am I the asshole, for not having catering at my wedding? Yes. May I email 28? (laughs) My fiance, male 30, just got married two months ago and we had our dream wedding. Everything was perfect. And I mean (laughs) everything. My parents and his parents helped us pay for a great chunk of the wedding so we'd be debt-free and we are eternally grateful. The issue arose about a month and a half ago when my aunt started posting on Facebook about how disappointed she was with the whole ordeal. Oh my God. And sided with her. Background. My fiance and I are huge Disney fans and we travel to Disney World as much as we can throughout the year. Disney is such an important part, not only to us, but also our marriage. I'm sorry, this is the, this, this is just the thread. Like this person's not writing to me. No, this person is not writing to you, so you okay. can rip them a new one. I'm Everyone doing, else want, uh, sending I this cringe. in. I cringe at adults that are obsessed with Disney. I think it's a weird sex thing and I think it's a stunted <laughs> growth thing and I just, it makes, 
They're never attractive. It's always fucking weird. I don't like it. There are a few people that can get away. I think the people who have like worked there and have a connection with it, fine. But just the adults who visit the park, I don't, I don't get it. Okay. okay so Emily. like, don't come for the employees. I'm not. Chances are if you work there, you're not like going back to work. You're not shitting where no, you're No, I'm all saying because because I knew some of and like they're okay. it's like their thing. Oh my god, cool, okay. cool defending right. your dork friends. Okay. <laughs> they're not they're definitely not listening. <laughs> I, that aunt, by the way, is an asshole, but that's awesome. I think it must have been so bad for the aunt after the wedding to go on Facebook and be like, what the hell was that? But okay, we're not to the worst part here because okay. the, the issue part is with our going to Disney World all the time. <laughs> no, it's shockingly not. All your income. <laughs> okay, fine. On what are those, what are those pineapple things that they drink? They have they have a special drink there. Uh okay. dole whip, it, is it? Yes. Oh, I love it. Dole Whip. So they, they, so I saw one the other day in Canada and I was like, Dole Whip. The issue was with our decision to not offer and offer catering services or bar services at our wedding <gasps> due to routing that money towards having a wedding Minnie and Mickey make appearances at our special day. Oh. The cost to have both Minnie and Mickey for a good chunk of time, 30 minutes, was almost exactly what our parents allotted for our catering budget. So we scheduled an appearance during our first dance and our wedding photos serving going served food that there were plenty of facilities at the venue where people could eat. What? My parents were still very, so I don't know if this you is get like married at, a, at a mall. A, some I don't know like a park like a gar, I don't know. My parents are still very supportive of us but everyone else is being passive aggressive about it on Facebook. Edit to those asking if the guests were warned, we clearly outlined in the invitations that there was food available at the venue. We didn't exactly spell out every restaurant's menu, but it was certainly mentioned. There were also vending machines available throughout. Okay, <laughs> yes, you are the biggest asshole with Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah, that's awful. Food at the venue make imply. First of all, the fact that you even brought up food because it's implied that there will be food because it's a wedding. So people are like, oh, that's weird. They said that I'm sure there'll be food. Vending machines, you guys are selfish. Those people are selfish assholes. You there's so people just stood there hungry and thirsty and not drunk watching you <laughs> dance with Minnie and Mickey Mouse. Cool. I hope I can't wait to see what your kids are like. Cool. How much the entire catering budget was Minnie and Mickey? Do, do you think what do you think that is? Like three thousand dollars? I don't know how much that costs, like a thousand dollars. Between like, like three for- to five grand. Also. I'm sorry. Like, no, get a budget Minnie and Mickey Mouse. Right. Get it's people. Birthday. Oh, my God. I want to know who are the people on Reddit that are like, we totally side with you. As no a goofy enthusiast. <laughs> no one side with them. But to say, Disney is also very important to our marriage. It's so uh, upsetting. It's so creepy. Also, like, people use their weddings as an excuse to just become the biggest monsters. And I really hate to malign women, but it does tend to be a thing where a girl's like, it's my day. I'm beheading everyone. So it's weird. It's selfish. I doubt you're going to have any friends after this. Your parents are required to love you. But thank God for that aunt putting you in your place. That's so selfish and gross. Everybody agrees with me. This is up there with Roe v. Wade being overturned. We're all on the same page. Okay. If your child was like, okay, we're going to use this money for a Minnie and Mickey. Could you still love them? I, it would be hard. I would not hard. attend the wedding. I'd be like, this was for 
<laughs> I mean, but yeah, I could. I'd be like, as long as there was food. As long as there was, it didn't even have to be expensive food. You could have done cheapo food and cheapo Minnie and Mickey and people what would have been happier. What venue is this? That's what I want to know. What venue has restaurants available? I feel like if it had been Disney, they would have said that. So it's not Disney. I wonder if it was like a botanical garden or a park or a something that has like a snack stand. You know what I mean? Like a let me explain to you your wedding. People, for the most part, are only excited for you within the range of one hundred to two hundred dollars. Meaning, they're giving you a gift within that price range, and you need to spend that money on them, food and beverage wise. Okay, nobody is just happy to be there, and that's a we're just so honored that it's you within one hundred. So that's food and alcohol, and in exchange, you get a gift. Okay, no one, there's no free lunch here. How much do you want to bet that the weddings the the wedding invite said something like with a special surprise guest? Oh my god! And nobody, everybody was like, "Okay, cool, maybe that guest had made sandwiches or something." <laughs> nobody ever. I never. Whenever I look at comedy flyers, and they'll be like, "And surprise guest," I'm like, "Okay, it's probably probably Dan Cook." <laughs> like right. for them. <laughs> It's never like Dave Chappelle. For the most part, when Dave Chappelle or Adam Sandler, someone is dropping in, they're not allowed to say anything and they don't say anything. And then that person just shows up. Like very rarely are they telling you. Of like an anonymous person. It's like in a surprise guest. You're like, okay, cool. This is 1030 in North Hollywood. Can we go home? It just means that that person like cannot commit to that I mean, evening and might cancel. Or as I've done it before, sometimes it means you have a stalker situation or Fair. you're selling tickets and you don't want to violate your radius clause. Anyways, uh, that person's awful, awful. And just speaks to what I always thought about people who are obsessed with Disney. Weird. So when when I get married, I'm going to pay for someone to wear a lifelike Gracie costume and take photos with all the I know, You know what? You're looking at me as you say it. I'll do it as long as there's food. You'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> then I get to have catering because I'm just going to pay you in a little plate of whatever. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that all-you-can-eat Twinkie Taco Bell buffet. Natural <laughs> for me. All right. Uh, hey, Eliza. <laughs> baby arm. Eliza, question asker, frequent flyer with a real quick one for you. What's your hot take on people who use self-checkout for an entire grocery trip? Not just like five to six things, but a whole week's worth. Does Carol Burgess have an answers to this insanity? Oh man, we need Carol Burgess now. We needed her. Never. Needed her judging. Uh, I guess I never thought about it. I guess if there's no limit and if the line is really long and... You can do it just as fast yourself and you don't have alcohol because that always requires a manager coming over. I don't think it yeah. matters. I don't. I never thought of self-checkout as something that has like a limited amount requirement. I guess you think of, no, I guess I think of it as being kind of like the quick option. I feel like if one person is taking up one with like their month's worth of shopping, all right, whatever, they'd be taking up one of the other ones. But I guess people do use it as like a quick get in, get out, not even talk to the... I mean, to the workers. are there tons of people waiting to use it? I mean, that being said, you're going to lose that time coming or going. So th- yeah. like, you gotta, if the grocery store, you're going to have to wait in line. I, it's I, weird, but not I mean, l- illegal. Yeah, I guess I never thought. I don't think I would have thought twice if I saw someone with a full cart. I guess I never thought of it as express. It's just self-checkout. 
I would think twice because I've never seen it in my life. As a frequent uh, self-checkout user, I've never seen anyone with more than like a basket. But I just be like, oh. You huh. can never, it, self-checkout rarely works flawlessly. It's always like, oh, these bananas aren't ringing up. I've got to call the produce czar to come right. over. It, it always freezes up. I'm like, I'm just buying puddings. I'm not buying alcohol. Let me through. I'm just buying puddings. <laughs> I'm over 30. I am not, I mean, I'm, just, I'm not buying puddings. I'm just but. trying to cater my wedding. <laughs> they could have, if you were at the Minnie and Mickey Mouse wedding and they gave you a pudding cup, that would be better than, than no, what they No, it would did. be worse. It would be even creepier. It would be even more after school cartoony. No. So weird. <laughs> if they're like, here's your juice box and your pudding cup, come take a picture with Mickey and Minnie. I'd be like, okay. You know, that's the other thing. Your guests didn't even really get to enjoy them. You're saying you paid the entire budget for them to be there 30 minutes during your first dance and four pictures. They weren't even there like milling about with the guests. They were just interacting with you. Look, all I keep thinking about, remember Jello? Do they still do it? Jello pudding cups and they'd have the layered chocolate, vanilla chocolate. That vanilla yes. was so good. So good. I and you eat you eat the top part first and then yes. the second part and then the last part. You yes. mix it because then no. you might as well get a chocolate. That's right. Only crazy people who have Minnie and Mickey at their wedding mix their chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> I am listening to the Doctors Without Emotional Borders episode asking if a woman should tell the fiance or not about their affair. And when someone needs slash wants to tell someone something without it being traced, I always recommend having someone else mail it so that the postmark isn't even related to you. Mm. I'm in a large group chat of 2020 moms, one to two dozen women from all across the country and other countries. And I always tell them that if they need to send something of that caliber, type it up, email it to me, and I'll put it in the mailbox with my city postmark that will literally never be traced back. Plus the absolute tizzy who put some baby daddy slash mother-in-laws in would be worth it in its own right. I feel like this is a good yeah. tip for in general right now, sharing so, news, have someone else mail it. If you want to recap the initial question, I think it was about they knew someone was cheating and it was like, how do you let the woman know? that the? I think this was the one, the person was having an affair with the, the, the question asker was having an affair. I got, but this was all about like, how do you let someone know? And we're like, oh, you could write a letter. Chances are most people aren't going to trace things. Most people just throw away an envelope. And then they're like, oh, no, it's covered in marinara sauce. I can't go back and look at it. But yes, always email it. That's great to a friend and have the friend send it. That way your hands are completely clean if that person did mm-hmm. some sleuthing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Take there you a go. on here. Hey, Eliza crew, longtime fan and listener, first-time question asker. I need to say I love this podcast and it is the highlight of my week. My question. Am I the asshole for telling my advisor I'm going home? Context. Mm-hmm. I'm a 23-year-old grad student working on my master's in biological sciences. I was awarded an assistantship to cover my tuition for a summer research course. It also provided me with money to live off of for four weeks while I work on my thesis. When I talked with my advisor about what I wanted to get done over the summer, he said, we'll have to plan for more lab work in later weeks because I'll be traveling. I said that was fine as I had saved a little money so I could survive a couple more weeks without pay as long as we were getting work done so that I would have less stress in the fall. When it was time for him to be back so I could ask him questions over lab work and have him as a guide as it is a process I've never done before, he told me that he was having a medical procedure done and he was not going to be able to read or be in lab for several weeks. Naturally, as I wanted to get this lab work done, I watched YouTube videos, read literature, and did the lab work very well, if I say so myself. Eventually, I ran out of the solutions as well as DNA purification columns needed to do lab work. 
The school cannot order anymore as they are on a spending freeze until the end of July, and I cannot make the solutions myself. They're very sciencey and cannot be made by a grad student who is simply just out here believing in himself. But I got over 54 trials done in two weeks and feel accomplished with what I could do. Flash forward, and my last week is next week. My advisor sends me a message asking me about the work I was able to do and what I'm going to do for the rest of the summer. I told him I needed him to order more solutions and columns and I could start back up on work in the fall. All of my specimens I'm using are frozen so I won't go bad while I'm at home working to pay for next semester. When I told him this, he was passive aggressive and told me I could simply find a job on campus and work on my thesis while I asked other professors for the solutions I needed and maybe they might have it. The job I have back home pays double what the jobs around campus are paying. I'd be staying with my parents so I wouldn't have to buy groceries, and I told him this plan multiple times before, and he was fine with it. I asked the head of the stockroom manager and inventory manager about what I needed, and they told me that anyone who would have the solutions is gone for the summer, and the only person who used the purification columns I need is my advisor. So for this, I just decided to tell him that I'm going home, as we had discussed several times because there's nothing I can do. Am I the asshole for commanding to my plan, or should I have changed it? Thank you for all your advice and appreciate all the work you do. Hmm, purification, DNA purification comes my specialty. (laughs) Well, it does seem like he kind of left you in the lurch. And it does seem like you did the most you could. And you can just simply be like, you're the only one that can order them. I also find it odd that like he's able to respond to emails, but he can't read anything and he can't order your materials. It sounds like he was the roadblock in this and your specimens are frozen and your work is there and you were there to do the work and it's not your job to do it guideless. You were supposed to do it with someone. I would keep records of all of these emails um, Mm -hmm. because you don't want it to get to a place where you have to like talk to the headmaster and be like, this is like standing in the way of this. And so what was supposed to happen? He was supposed to come back and you were supposed to like, did you know? supposed to. Yeah. I I think it's this was all on that guide for not arranging an alternative when he decided not to start for the first few weeks, not telling you, hey, let's push it back. And then after we push it back, I'm having a medical procedure, which it sounds like was not a surprise medical procedure. It sounds like he was just like, oh, yeah, I need to push it back. Then I'm busy with this. Then I'm busy with this. He had no thought for you at all. I would maybe go to the school and see about arranging for a different advisor if that doesn't like tank the work that you've already done. But, or if you think you can get the stuff from him in the fall, fine. But like, what if you get back in the fall and he's like, actually, I'm on vacation. And you're just like, well, this guy has not been an advisor to you at At all. all. Like, At all. There must be someone else. You're paying a lot to go to this school. You're getting a degree that matters. Your quality of education matters. So before you go to the mat on this one, I would just take your job, save up your money, come back. And if he is, if he is an issue at all, and if he's combative, then I would just take all this evidence and just, I would write it out. Like he did not advise me. He went for a surgery. I told him I needed this equipment. He did not order it. He told me to order from someone else. Everybody was gone. This institution has failed me, but I would just, he's not worried about you. So you need to not worry about him. Go do your job for the summer. Your specimens are frozen. Come back, resume your work and just get the fuck out of there. Yeah, you sound like you are very smart and have a very good head on your shoulders and your plan is better than his and I'm glad you went with your plan. You need to go make some money. Like you even already extended yourself 
Yeah. When he pushed it back, for what? He pushed it back for what? He didn't help you. Yeah, smart, but not smart enough to make up your own DNA column dissolving <laughs> solution. Not so smart now. Okay, top of the cup. Oh, boy. Right. It's the top of the cup. We're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite. Top of the cob. My, uh, we all know the bottom of the cob. Yeah. We all know the bottom of the cob. And, you know, their anger. And there was, you know, this rhetoric going around that's not untrue about how people are like, oh, because it deals with white women now and their bodies, they're upset. Please don't count me in that bunch. I have always been upset about reproductive rights. I've always been a fierce advocate for being pro-choice. And I was doing an interview yesterday and I was like, you know, there is an anger and I get it toward white women. Um, And it hurts when you are a white woman. It's not about fragility because you're like, well, I do care about these things, but it is very difficult to empathize when something doesn't affect you wholeheartedly. And this is not just about being white. This is if you're not Jewish and you see a, a synagogue on fire, it doesn't affect you the same way. You know, if you're not black and you see something happen in the black community or Latino, you know, because we're only human and we can only imagine things within our own experiences. But I can promise you this as an upper middle-class white woman who, to be honest, this decision does not specifically affect me. I already have my baby and I live in California. Um, and as long as we have a democratic president, uh, it shouldn't be an issue. If we get a conservative president, Roe v. Wade will become a federal law. And that is a huge problem as one fan pointed out to me. It's not just in the state's hands regardless. Anyway, um, I will use my privilege and resources to stand up for everyone because this matters. We have to take care of each other. This isn't about me. I'm fine. No one I know is affected by this. I'm totally fine, but this isn't about me. This is about other people, all colors, all financial entry points. This is about women taking care of women. And this is about allies standing up for what is right. So I will be there in this fight doing more than just simply posting things. But as a celebrity, what I can do is continue to speak, hoping that people that are listening that perhaps don't subscribe to what we say, come into the fold, posting resources, doing benefits and being that voice. Um, And I will do what I can with what I have where I am. Mm. That's my... uh, that's my cob. And Both sides? The, yeah, the bottom is that. And the top is that it is nice to see people galvanized all on the same side. I think with a lot of social issues in the past, there's a lot of backbiting within a liberal party. A lot of, you know, during Black Lives Matter, I mean, I did the whole joke about like, it's just this woke off with white people and who's doing it best. And in this case, because it is so it affects so much of us and so many people are against it. And this, that, the laws that are being carried out are not the will of the people. It's, uh, it's good to be in the fight with you guys. So here we are. Wish we didn't have to do it. It's just my cop. Yeah. Oh, well, my bottom is I live in Georgia and my top is things that are s'mores flavored. Wait, but s'mores flavored is is kind of gross if it isn't hot, I think. Well, okay, let's say like I so chocolate bar when it has little chunks in it, ice cream when it has like graham and marshmallow. Oh, uh, you're so cute. <laughs> you're like, I just like these things. I just want to check out. And the guy in front of me has a whole cart. 
<laughs> do you ever they have... should make s'mores flavored pudding, but I don't think they do. I'm sure they do uh, in some test lab somewhere in the South. Have you had the Russell Stover's s'mores? This is actually mm-hmm. delicious. I thought it would be gross. You know, Russell Stover, they make chocolates. Yeah. It's individually wrapped s'mores. So it's graham cracker, chocolate, and like a soft marshmallow. And I mm-hmm. thought it would be gross, but it's actually delicious. It turns out the marshmallow doesn't have to be hot for it to be tasto. Well, you know what I have in my kitchen right now is something you gave me that is a little microwave s'mores maker that is oh, yeah. two little arms and you put water in the in the tank and you put it in the microwave and it makes little s'mores. I haven't made any at my new home yet, uh, but I like knowing that I can, courtesy of you. Anytime. Actually, can my top be something nicer, no, which is we already just you okay. sent the nicest uh Housewarming gift, and I'm. I want to tell people so that they do the same. Oh thing yeah, brilliant! I was I, hoping was so, you would bring up my gift. <laughs> I thought this was so thoughtful and so smart because you told me you were like, you know, I'm gonna. I was gonna get you so, like a housewarming gift, but then I realized there's like things that people need that they don't realize they need. So I just got everything. Everything I didn't think of, like hydrogen peroxide, a little sewing kit, like a good uh, uh, measuring tape, like. Salt, like Tyrex cups, scissors, like all the stuff that you're just like, oh God, yeah, I did need to get that. Literally, I had ordered something for myself and the same day batteries came from you and the thing I had needed batteries. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't have any batteries. Like it was just all those things that when you move into a place, you don't you don't think about because they're just kind of when you live somewhere, you just accumulate those things, but you don't move them with you. Yeah. And it's been so immensely helpful. It was such a thoughtful array, a suite of gifts. Most welcome. I sat there on Amazon and I was like, Myrna, come sit with me. She's the baby nurse. And I'm like, we just went through and she was like, cutting board. And I'm like, cutting board. Yes. And I'm like, measuring tape. So we went through as women, as homeowners, and we just went through and got you all the stuff. And uh, next on our list is a spider birthing center. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.